current temperatures. And then we'll take a quick break before getting to talk to the one and only Jason Spies. It is Friday, and we get to have our awesome discussions. And we're back for that weekly discussion with the illustrious Jason Spies. How are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you doing on this festive Friday? Just dandy. It's going to be a beautiful one. I'm digging it already. I heard you do the weather forecast. Boy, you had some zest in your voice, a little bit of extra step. I guess somebody's getting ready to go outside this weekend. Oh, mostly to get stuff done, but I am definitely looking forward to the sunshine. Sure, sure. For tomorrow. Well, it's nice. It's been it's been a little early with the dusting of the snow, that's for sure. You know, um, I, I've been seeing conflicting reports. I don't know. It was like three months ago I saw reports how this was going to be a really cold winter and everything else, and now I'm seeing ones where it's going to be warmer. I, I mean, that was within the last three months they've been flip-flopping on that, so I, I don't even know what to expect for this winter. I just kind of take each day as it comes, I guess. But, well, so. we've got... In, in a matter of days, right now on the forecast, I mean, pre- predicting it by the month or by the season is just seems impossible. Because right now, it's changing by the day. And in, in a three-day span, we've got snow and rain and 60-degree temperatures and negative-degree temperatures all in the same three-day span. Yeah, it's, it's becoming a lot more yo-yo. Um, it's just a shift, you know. I mean, the planet doesn't adhere to the... I don't know, is it the Babylonian calendar, whosoever calendar we use, you know, I mean, things happen, you know, there's there's uh, just a shifting that happens over this planet, and I, you know, we're just kind of going through that. If you look at, you know, scientifically speaking, which we tend to get to uh, on this program occasionally, and this is, this is an interesting slice to the whole environmental movement that really not too many people are talking about, which is the, the magnetic pole of the Earth is 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 moving i mean it's it's shifted quite a bit and anytime you've got a you know magnetic pole that's shifting you're gonna have earth shifts and they're very gradual and who knows maybe it's something to do with the sun and the connection between the magnetic pole and that that's what is creating this weather nobody knows but there's theories out there that indicate so and they're interesting and they're a lot more accurate than a lot of other scientific studies i've read so uh the magnetic shifting of the pole though that's happening that that that's something that everybody can agree on that's one piece of science that every scientist and the scientific formulas they use can agree on so that's part of that whole climate thing that probably not a lot of people talk about is just some of those earth changes that are happening naturally and really what kind of ripple is that having are you familiar with that how the magnetic pole has moved yeah actually yeah i mean i'm not i'm not i wouldn't consider myself knowledgeable on the subject but yeah i did actually read some stuff about it and i've talked about it with my husband a little bit i think yeah you're right it comes down to the the change is inevitable and that 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 part doesn't get talked about enough because we don't have control over it if if to focus on the right and and scare people into doing stuff and like I, I, I tell people all the time, Mother Earth, and in this case, the magnetic pole, just really doesn't care about our policy. They don't care yeah. about our politics. They, they just do what they want to do because it's the natural selection of life and the, and the way the universe works, I guess. But uh, I, I, I just that came organically right now. I wasn't planning on talking about that. In fact, I was going to try to shy away from the environmental talk this week because I've been on my... 
Well, it's, I actually, I'm very concerned for the oil and gas industry right now. Uh, we have on our programs going right now is in November and December is when we start our year in review stuff to where we just start having conversations. You know, what's the, what's the top story? What's the top issue? What's the top trend? You know, what's, what's something that people should be talking about over the holiday parties and the, uh, planning sessions for 2020, that sort of thing. And I was going to talk a little bit about water today because that was a topic that came up three or four times uh, this week when I, when those questions were asked going into next year. But this environmental movement really has me concerned for the industry. And I'll tell you why. I believe this is probably the most important time in the oil and gases industry history. And what I mean by that is we're entering into a, an election year in 2020, and it's a very polarizing year, more than ever, to where you have states actually putting votes to try to redo how democracy's been. So they want to they want to get they want to change the popular vote structure, and the way to do it is by state. Okay, so th they're trying to do changes on things that have been around for a long time. So. Capitalism right now is at its breaking point. Uh, democracy is at its breaking point. And I'm not trying to be dramatic here. I'm actually just from a 5,000-foot view looking at this going, wow, when you have special interest groups from out of state that have more authority than local grassroots organizations and local PTA clubs and local councils, if you will, democracy gets broken at that point. When you have uh, the, the world we live in where somebody has no problem using a cell phone, which takes, I think, something like 300 barrels of, barrels of oil to produce and turn around and want to ban an energy industry, things are broken and logic is broken. When you have consensus science over actual science, science is broken. So I look at the oil and gas industry right now as you're at a critical point in your history right now because you have more and more people that are trying to ban you, not, not just hinder you. And I don't think oil and gas industry is going to get banned, but it could get decreased by a good 50% in terms of companies and just kind of streamline some major, you know, corporation type things, you know, maybe a dozen companies that make up 80% of the fossil fuel movement, because that's, you got to remember, a politician's job is to centralize power. That's a politician's job, to centralize power. So when you have so many people working hand in hand with these policymakers, they're centralizing power. And whether it be to political interest groups or companies, it, it, it's what happens. And we will never have a world with, I don't know, I don't see it without fossil fuels. It's just, it's really difficult to, to imagine a world without that because so much of our life depends on it. Uh, but a decreased one, they're winning the, the, the argument, so to speak. Um, I gave this example earlier, and you're in the age group as well, between that kind of 25 and 35-year-old, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was at a, a golfing event at Casper, Wyoming, a big prestigious golfing event, like it's 50th, 70th annual. I forget which one it is, but long 
time prestigious event. They rent out the whole country club for the weekend. The only people that are there are oil and gas professionals and workers. People oh, yeah, in the that's a okay. Event. Yeah, it's a it's a big huge event and um, the I was in the lounge because you know people in between holes this and that. Uh, I wasn't golfing. I was there for interviews and, and just kind of doing stories and a few other things. And so I, I got to be in the lounge by myself when there was no one else there except the staff. And it was comprised of three or four uh, people between the age of 25 and 30. And when the workers or, or when the patrons weren't in the, the lounge, they were saying things that were kind of making fun of the oil and gas industry kind of shaming it, kind of, you know, kind of like uh, in a joking way, like it was accepted to kind of make fun of the fossil fuel industry. Okay, that was kind of the new kicking, uh, whipping post, if you will. And I thought to myself, wow, I just watched each one of you make over three, $400, just over a lunch, you made over three, $400 from people, just on drinks. And um, it's not like you had to serve food, really. I mean, not much. And now you're dogging the same industry that just gave you that financial boost, if you will. Uh, I was really, I, I, that, that was a turning point for me to say, oh, this industry is really behind on the, on the public relations. And then I saw what happened at the UN where this Greta Thunberg, uh, the 16-year-old activist, Asperger's, is the headline of the UN climate change conference over scientists over people with with actual legitimate scientific things to say as opposed to the way i feel when i go outside you know or what i'm supposed to say by this person who gives me a lot of money to say this stuff so it's that that, that that's another example of where we're we're entering some times right now if, if you're in the energy industry take a step back I take a step back and really evaluate what is going on. And then I'd go talk to your leaders. I don't even know about your, your political leaders anymore as much as the people that are in the positions to oversee your industry. What's going on? Why, 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 is, why are more and more political candidates talking about banning the industry? What happened to straws? What happened to trying to reduce plastic straws? Now we've leaped from plastic straws to just banning the industry outright. And that is a acceptable discussion to have as presidential candidates. That's, that's alarming. And I think the oil and gas industry really needs to understand what's going on. But it's very difficult because a lot of times they, you know, they're, they're very herd like, you know, like a lot of other people are, they, they herd to their own kind and, stick with their own kind and that sort of thing. And that, that that's a very dangerous time right now for the industry. Um, yeah, that's probably the same reason that the, uh, being in, in touch with the younger generation probably isn't working as well. Well, and really it's tough because, you know, when you look at the, the, the oil and gas communities where a lot of the en energy companies will spend a lot of their resources because these are communities that are ignored by the politicians because they're generally in rural areas. And so if you're in a rural area and you can't even produce a lot of agriculture, hardly any politician pays a, doesn't pay attention to you, especially if you don't have oil being pumped out. But when you got oil being pumped out, that's a different story. 
But at the end of the day, they still lack the population. And they're still in rural areas. And so in a lot of cases, they're very far away from, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Not in my backyard type thing. And because they're not a part of that daily culture, it's easy just to kind of forget that you know, 300 barrels of oil go into making your computer. You know, you forget that. That I think it's something like that. I, I, it's, now I feel like I should really look up that, that fact at, at how many barrels of oil go into making your computer because it, it, it is an actual astonishing number, and I wish more people were aware of it. And a lot of people try to use it as a negative, you know, and say uh, this amount of goes into this, but it's more of a recycling thing that, you know, if you're worried about fossil fuels and all these other things, if things were recycled, that would take care of, I don't know, 90%. We wouldn't even be having this climate change issue and that sort of thing. But So I, I really started rambling today. You, 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 need, you need to corral me here, host. What's going on? Corral <laughs> you. I don't, I don't know. I thought you were making some very valid statements. I was enjoying it. And actually, this is about the perfect time to wrap up even. That was a, I mean, I like that was a pretty good closure even well thank you yeah and i was i was trying to find that stat real quick because i just i just read it the other day and i have it somewhere and it was it it is it's it's you know when you really look at the amount of plastics and then of course the energy and the transportation and all the different things somebody did a study on the number of uh, barrels of oil the number of um, liters of water you know just really broke down everything that goes into it and so just you know that's another reason to hang on to your iPhone for another year. Hang on to your computer for another year instead of getting a brand new one. That right there does more for the planet than almost anything. In all honesty, that's, that's like indisputable. Yet nobody talks about that either. So, uh, I, so the lesson today is the energy industry should probably take a step back and say, why are more and more people bashing our industry and trying to ban our industry when it does so much for our lives. Don't get angry. Try to figure out why. Don't because when you get angry, that means they, they grow in numbers. But if you try to right. figure out why, what's going on? Why is it acceptable for a you know a 25, a 27 and a 28 year old to receive three to four hundred dollars in tips over the course of two hours, turn around and then start dogging the industry when they leave. And they're not in the wrong. They're just, they're just, you know, having conversation. They're just, you know, a couple of friends sitting around a Central Perk coffee shop drinking and having fun and not really caring about what they talk about, you know, just fluff talk. And so I didn't blame them at all. This was the society's narrative. So that's, that's the lesson today is the energy industry needs to take a step back and say, what's going on here? Why, why, why are we falling behind on this public narrative so much? So anyway... That's what we got for you today. Sorry, I, I really was wanted to talk about water. Maybe we'll do that next week. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds good. See uh, where it takes us. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Have a good one.